Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. John Jastrzemski! Sports Radio 101.9 FM WFAN! It's 10.06 here on this Thursday evening. We got two more hours to rock and roll. It's JJ After Dark, John Jastrzemski. We're right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. And to help us handicap this year's Super Bowl, the total, all the crazy props that are out there. One of the legends in the industry. One of my favorites. Check her out. Wager Talk. BR Betting. Hope to see her at some point at the Circa. Count down those days. Let's welcome in Kelly in Vegas. Kelly Stewart. What's happening, Kelly? How we doing? You know, just living the dream. Been doing media stuff for about the last 12 hours. You were my last one. And I think I'm going to pull the old lady card and go to bed. because tomorrow. Wow. So basically right after you do this hit, and it's three hours later yeah, in Vegas. So <laughs> what is like the normal? So out of curiosity, Kelly, what is like the normal go to sleep time for you? Oh, like 10, 1030. Oh, so you were better early. Okay. You're not a creature yeah, of night I mean, like me. I'm a creature of night. I'm up all night. I used to be, and I finally realized, like, you know, it, this is hard. It takes a toll on your body because usually when you're up all night, that involves extracurricular activities. That is true. So I try, to go, I try to go to bed earlier, plus most of my media stuff with everybody being on the East Coast, you know, 9 a.m. Is, is pretty standard these days. Fair enough. Now, on the subject of the Super Bowl, I want to take you down memory lane for a second. What was, in all your years of being out in Las Vegas and doing this for a living, what was your favorite Super Bowl to handicap? See, I don't know if there was one to handicap. I think my favorite Super Bowl to watch and my most profitable Super Bowl was the Broncos versus the Panthers. We were on the Broncos uh, together, weren't we? That was, that was yeah, a glorious, was on, glorious game, Kelly. Because they were the so juicy on the money line in addition to the spread. Yeah, and then uh, I actually grew up a Broncos fan, so that was fun for me as a fan perspective. But then also being a Von Miller fan, I threw a huge flyer on him. Uh, not a huge flyer, but he was a huge under. He was fifty to one uh, to win MVP. So when he won MVP, I just went absolutely nuts. Wow, good for you. Now on the flip side, 
the worst Super Bowl from, you know, a handicapping standpoint as far as like a bad beat or whatnot. I'm guessing, just, just throwing this out there, Kelly, I don't have any basis for this. Was it the Falcon Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago? No, because I had the over. Oh, nice. And so I was like, oh, gosh, if the Patriots can't score, how are we going to get there? Um, so I took the second half over, and it, and it ended up being okay. Uh, going to overtime, we got to the total. The worst Super Bowl I've ever had, not only from a fan perspective, but from a betting perspective, was the Patriots-Rams. I had 0-0 on a Super Bowl square Ooh. and hit it at the end of the first quarter, ecstatic, out of the gate. I did not win another bet. I lost every single other bet that I had on that game, including um, that Greg the Leg missed field goal. I had him over uh, two and a half field goals, and he missed it. And uh, that was all she wrote. I had to leave the Super Bowl party then because I couldn't, I couldn't be around anybody. Totally, totally understandable. Now, we get to this game. I can't wait to watch it. It's Mahomes, the new GOAT, against the old GOAT and Tom Brady. And the line right now, Kelly, basically across the board is at three. But in some places, you might have to pay some heavy juice. I see that at the Westgate. I see that at FanDuel. Um, What did you expect this line to be when the AFC and the NFC title games wrapped up? And are you at a point where you look at three and it's kind of basically what you expected? Three is nowhere I really want to be involved, and I think the number's right. I've talked to some really sharp guys, and I said, look, at three and a half, you have to be on the bucks. Every time it hits three and a half, it's gone, or you got to lay three and a half minus 120 or even worse to get it. So I'm looking at this game going, I don't even think I want to get involved in the side. Then I saw the total. I knew the sharp guys came in at 57, then at 56. Then I'm seeing a 55 and a half on the board because they're talking about bad weather, and I'm like, okay, now I'm late to the party there. There are so many different scenarios how I see this game playing out. And honestly, I don't want to hold an under ticket. I don't want to have, hold a side ticket. I think I'd much rather bet this one in game and root for all my prospects. All right, so what will the Kelly Stewart in-game strategy be? We've seen Kansas City in these games, Kelly. Last year in the Super Bowl, I remember we talked about this. We even saw it last week or two weeks ago against Buffalo. I had the Chiefs laying three. But when they fell behind 9 nothing, and I could get them on a money line, even money, I was like, Kelly, where do I sign? I'm hopping on. I doubled the meat. So but what is your so strategy going to be on this? I'm curious. Down 9 nothing, and the bookmakers had them even money because I did the exact same thing. Why would they, why would they be even money? Because this is a team that was 14-2 and two straight up and basically 2-14 and 14 against the spread. No, they weren't that bad against the spread, but really close. They did not cover nine of their last 10 games. So the, the betting public bailed on this team. But from a money line perspective, that's it. Look, I look at it like this. Hopefully it turns out like last year where they were down 10 in the third quarter. You could get some nice two-to-one action, maybe even a little bit better. That's where I'm going to be looking to bet the Chiefs because we've seen the storyline too many times. And I just think that, that was, that's what makes the most sense. I'm not laying three with this Chiefs team. When I could see them winning a game by one or two, and yes, those numbers are much more in play than they used to be, especially with mixed extra points since 2015 and how much teams like to use the two-point conversion. So at one point in time, people said one, two, five, all dead numbers. That's not true anymore. Kelly Stewart, BR Betting, Wager Talk, previewing the ins and outs of Super Bowl 55. Kelly, do you get the sense there's a lot of liability out in the desert 
because of the Tampa futures that are out there. Like, I could tell you point blank, I'm holding the ticket at 14-1. to I got it midway through the year, so I feel pretty good about that. Kind of wish I had more money on it, but listen, that's everybody's remorse. Is that why I think a lot of the bookmakers are almost, in a way, hoping to get that public chief money, kind of even out their losses, if indeed Tampa wins? Absolutely, and you absolutely nailed it. Look, there were people that were betting the Chiefs last year on Super Bowl Sunday, taking their winnings and putting it on the Chiefs for this year. So those are actually two pretty sizable liabilities, depending on which bookmakers you talk to. But, yes, I was not high on Tampa Bay. I took their season win total under. I should have had that Atlanta game, and I would have cashed that under 10.5 ticket. But it didn't happen. They came roaring back. But you're right. Part of, the, part of what we're going to see here is also liabilities in the futures market. So when you hear bookmakers on these media perspectives saying 67% of the tickets are on this, but we move the line here and there, be very cautious because they don't care that you don't have any liabilities in the future. They care about their liabilities. And when they have to report to their CEOs on Monday morning on how well the book did on Super Bowl Sunday, because all those future bets will be graded then as well. Okay, Kelly, I'm a little overwhelmed. There are like 10,000 prop bets out there. And I was like sitting down today trying to find a few that I like. I wrote down a list. I got it down to like 20. And then maybe I'll cut it down to like 5 or 10 because I want to have some fun. It's the last football game of the year. But for anybody who's out there, Super Bowl prop betting is absurd. What would be your biggest advice to the audience? So just because it's the Super Bowl, listen, I like to degen out as much as anybody. But just because it's the Super Bowl does not mean you should go nuts as far as a dollar perspective, right? So you have your bankroll, whether it's $200, whether it's $20, whether it's $2,000. That's all you should be doing. Now, sure, maybe like one prop bet a little bit more. Do you put a little bit more on it than some of the others? No problem. But I think that's the biggest mistake people make because it's the pinnacle of the year. Look, I had an up-and-down NFL season. I had some moments where I was riding high, and if I could have kept that going, it would have been a crazy year. But I don't want to give away those little bit of profits that I got this year. Why would I want to do that? Just for a game. Look, again, I understand we want to have action, but spread it out. Keep it small. Don't go too nuts um, because there is a ton, and I bet a ton. I think I've got 12 or 13 prop bets that I bet. And, you know, for me, they're small bets. And it, it seems weird because it's like, oh, no, I'd much rather have, as you mentioned, with your Tom Brady ticket. It's, hindsight's always twenty twenty. If I have another Super Bowl like I did with Patriots, Rams, I'll be in a world of hurt if I don't practice that bankroll management. Totally get that. Now, I want to run this prop by you because I'm on it, Kelly. The longest touchdown in the game. I think a lot of people are going to look at Tampa and their <laughs> wide receivers. They're going to look at Tyree Kill. And the big game he had against Tampa back in late November. And they're going to say, oh, this total 46 and a half, 48 and a half, depending on where you can get it, seems like a surefire over. I've looked historically, I feel like a lot of these longest touchdown bets have gone under. You like that prop? I do actually lean towards the under there. That does seem a little egregious. I didn't look at that one personally, but it seems high as of right now because that's what everybody expects is two quarterbacks air it out. They expect these long bombs. I don't necessarily think that that's how it's going to be. I do think we will see Patrick Mahomes be forced to air it out because if you remember that game uh, during the regular season, they could not establish the run. They ended up figuring that out very early on, unlike Mike Vrabel uh, against the Ravens. Look, I mean, these are teams that are very well coached, and I think you're right. I think we will see that go under 46 and a half yards. I'm going to have to see if I can find that prop bet now. 
Okay, now when it comes to the general perception of people, is it fair to say that a majority of folks are going to bet these props and they're going to want to go over, over, over on everything? Because yes. that's the sense I get. Over yards yes, for will. Hill, over yards for Evans. More value in the under in a lot of these, right? So that's the thing is that uh, we always talk about like when the sharp guys. So let's use the Westgate, for example, right? I was there the night they opened their props last Thursday night, and there's a line of 40 people waiting to go. And every single one of those guys was some sort of sharp better, right? Or at least a respected better of sorts. But I can promise you every single one of those guys was betting no and betting under. Now, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think, again, it has to go on how you think the game's going to play out. So for me, I took under Tom Brady completions because that's an under. I took Patrick Mahomes under passing yards. 329.5 is just too many against this Bucks defense that I think is really solid. But I do think that Tom Brady won't be airing it out. I think Leonard Fournette is going to have himself a really big game. So those are some of the overs I bet over his receiving yards, over his receptions, his longest reception, and his longest rush. So those are, it really just kind of depends. You mentioned uh, longest touchdown reception or longest pass, uh, shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. We see it almost every single year, minus 150, minus 160. There's some real good value there. And I think you're right. The betting public always wants to bet over, and they always want to, they, they look for that plus money. During the regular season, they could care less about the plus money. They just pick who do they think is going to win the game. And it doesn't matter. They'll throw three or four money line favorites together in a parlay. Where as this prop market, you can't always parlay them, especially you can't parlay the correlated ones. So it's very interesting to see. But yes, they're they're definitely coming in on all the overs, all the yeses, all the big, you know, eight to ones, twelve to ones, and such. Kelly, I get the sense the Chiefs win this game. Mahomes is winning the MVP. I mean, I could be wrong. Listen, weird things happen, but I just don't see how the game script plays out where the Chiefs win and Mahomes is not the MVP. On the other hand, with Tampa, I think there are a lot of different guys. You hit on one that I like in Leonard Fournette. I think you could find somebody on the defense that goes and wrecks the game. Is that the way you're kind of looking at how Super Bowl MVP is going to play out? So Super Bowl MVP is what? 38 out of 54 have been uh, have been quarterbacks. And so when you do get that one, um, as I mentioned, the Von Miller prop, when you do get that one uh, defensive player or – Julian Edelman a couple of years ago, a wide receiver, doesn't hardly ever happen. I saw a bet that was, will a quarterback win an MVP? And it was like minus 300. I'm not in the business of laying prices like that, but I know some guys that are. I do think that it will be um, either Tom, especially because it could be his last game. That narrative always plays around, you know, or Patrick Mahomes back to back. But I, I don't hate the Fournette. I just know that that's just not how it works, right? Like, we know that they just don't give it to guys like that, and I don't think it's priced appropriately. To me, I look at uh, Tyron Matthew. In Kansas City, they call him the landlord. I still call him the honey badger from LSU. But it's interesting because I do think if he has himself a game, Tom Brady throws up a couple of ducks like he did in the Packers game. Maybe he has one for a pick six. Who knows? We'll see. If he makes it for a rough day and for some reason the Kansas City offense gets stalled, we could see it be a defensive player. But – most likely it's going to be either Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Kelly, what's your favorite prop? You're going to laugh. I just said it. I think Tom Brady is uh, kind of showing his age in a little bit. Um, he's thrown too many interceptions this year. I think he's at 13 on the season, averaging a little bit less than one per game. But I bet Tom Brady minus 140 to throw at least a half an interception. I, I think that there's some good value there. I bet it up to minus 160 
And that is the, the one prop bet that I, I bet several times. Okay, Kelly. So your final piece of advice. This game gets to three and a half. And you see three and a half on Saturday or Sunday. Are you firing on the Buccaneers? If I see three and a half minus 110, I'll be on the Bucks. I don't think it gets there. If anything, I'll be on the flip side and where the Bucks money line is because everybody's walking into the window. They're not betting Bucks plus three. They're betting Bucks money line. If I can get the Chiefs minus 140, which I don't think it will happen pre-flop, that's what I'll be betting. Kelly Stewart, check her out. Wager talk, BR betting. Always love having you on, Kelly. I can't wait to do this come college basketball season. Hopefully my alma mater, Syracuse, will be in the NCAA tournament. You know, when you picked against them a couple of years ago, I was I was angry because I'm like, you know, Kelly's been on fire with the tournament. This is not a good sign. And sure enough, Baylor hit like every three known to man. So uh, they might have to like credit you as like a, a team member from an NCAA <laughs> tournament. Win. Just saying. Yeah, ba- Baylor looks to be good again this year. I think they'll give Gonzaga a run for their money. I'm excited, even though we appear to have somewhat of a modified NCAA tournament. I'm ready for football season to be over and get into college basketball. I like it. Kelly, enjoy the game Sunday. We'll do this again soon, all right? Thanks, JJ. They have it. That's Kelly Stewart. Wager talk. BR betting. Good perspective there on how to handicap the Super Bowl. All right, we'll get to your calls. Full rack. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. Get aboard 877-337-6666. It's JJ After Dark. We're right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 